We're celebrating the baptism of the Lord here at Good Shepherd Catholic Church in State College, Pennsylvania. The date is January 13th, 2019. Today's readings come from Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 1 through 5 and 9 through 11, as well as Titus, chapter 2, verses 11 through 14, and chapter 3, verses 4 through 7. The Gospel proclamation comes from Luke, chapter 3, verses 15 through 16, and 21 through 22. Today's homily is given by Father Charlie Amershek. Our reading from the prophecy of Isaiah is a song of praise to God who leads his people out of exile in Babylon and shepherds them with tenderness back to Jerusalem. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, Here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's reading from the letter to Titus describes our baptism 
as a bath of rebirth and a renewal by the Holy Spirit. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to Titus. Beloved, the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all, training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions, and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He it is who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. For when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of any works of righteousness that we had done, but according to his mercy, through the water of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. This Spirit he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. The people were filled with expectation, and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. John answered them all, saying, I am baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. After all the people had been baptized, and Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill the hearts of your faithful people and kindle within us the fire of your love. 
studying the gospel text for this week, brought to my memory a stained glass window. I've told you before that I grew up in the Cambria City section of Johnstown, and there were seven Catholic churches in a nine-block area there. And the church right up the street from us, a block away, was Immaculate Conception, which was the, the German church. And that was a beautiful, beautiful Gothic-style church. And the windows, the stained glass windows, were exquisite. I can still see them. <coughs> Unfortunately, Immaculate Conception is no longer a, a functioning Catholic parish. And it, it's now a, uh, it's, it's a recital hall and a wedding reception hall. It's it just, well, at least it's being used. And the window that I was thinking about this week as we break open this text was the baptism of Jesus. And, and I remember, I, I remember you could see John the Baptist in, in a, a cloak made of animal skins. I can still picture the feet of Jesus in the waters of the Jordan and a dove above the head of Jesus as he is being baptized. You know, when I broke open the word this week, and, and it struck me that according to Luke's gospel, the Holy Spirit did not appear while Jesus was being baptized. Did you notice that? It sounds like Jesus is baptized. He goes off by himself and while he's by himself in prayer, the spirit appears in the form of a dove and the word of God says, you're my beloved son. In you, I am well pleased. As I thought about that, that's the way the spirit works in our lives. Not very often in big crowds, but when we make the time to be by ourselves, to listen to get quiet enough to hear what God is trying to say deep within us. That's when God speaks. Do we make the time to have God say to us, you're my beloved daughter, or you're my beloved son? Do we make the time, create a place for that to happen in our lives. The story of the baptism of Jesus begins to touch our stories as baptized believers in Christ Jesus. It begins to that, to, to touch that and touch our lives when we begin to recognize that the baptism of Jesus commits him to a life. The baptism of ourselves in Christ Jesus commits us to really living his life. Got two stories for you. You ready for two stories, Dominic? Okay, first story. Dad is working at his computer. He's doing his work for business, for work, and he's really into it. He's working and looking things and, and or oh, just very, very busy and occupied by what's on his computer. And his little five-year-old daughter shows up. And she stands next to Daddy's desk. Daddy, 
Daddy, Daddy, what do you want? Well, I'm going to bed and, and I need a hug and a kiss. And he takes a breath, sort of a, and he gives her a hug and a kiss. And he says, sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Not more than five minutes later, she's there again. Daddy, Daddy, honey, what's the matter? I, I gave you a hug and a kiss. And this is the kicker line. And she said to her daddy, yeah, but you weren't in it. <laughs> Baptism into Christ. Does it really make a difference? Does it set up our lives? Second story, at a rural hospital in, in Georgia, a baby is born. And the baby is the first child of a young man and woman. And the young man, the daddy, is just, he's really kind of a quiet guy, introverted. The chaplain on call at that time goes to see the family and notices that this dad looks, something's wrong, something's not comfortable. So he calls the young man to himself and they go over to the nursery and the baby's in the nursery and she is red-faced and screaming and the dad looked kind of worried and, and, and the chaplain said, oh, don't worry, she's not sick. It's really good for her to, to get all that out of her lungs so that she can breathe and she can really begin to express herself. And the daddy says, I know she's not sick. I think she's mad as hell. <laughs> what do you need? Why, why do you think she's mad? And the daddy looked at the chaplain and said, you know, she was nestled in the arms of God in heaven. And then she winds up being born in Georgia. Wouldn't you be mad? <laughs> Do we believe that? Do we believe that at the beginning of our lives, we are in the hands of God? The story goes on. The dad, the chaplain says, but won't she forget being in the arms of God and the daddy says not if my wife and I are doing what we're supposed to do it's our job to live in such a way that she will never forget that she was in the arms of God and is going to go into the arms of God again the challenge for us as we celebrate the baptism of Jesus, is to think about what our baptisms meant. One of, the, one of the reflections I used asked if I knew when, when was I baptized and what church was I baptized. Well, I was the pastor of that church for 28 years, so I kind of knew, and I knew when, December 12th, 1949, you want to write that down. <laughs> But I thought that would be an in interesting question. Jerry, do you know what church you were baptized and when? Do you? Good. 
I'm thinking maybe that would be a great way for us to begin the Lenten season, to look up where we were baptized and when, who was the priest who did it, who were our godparents. That might not be a bad way to begin Lent. But I think the big question besides what does our baptism mean, do we make the time to let God speak to us and say, you're my beloved daughter. You're my beloved son. Thanks for listening to this week's service. For more information about our church, including upcoming events, please visit us online at goodshepherd-sc.org.